I am an ambitious person by nature. I'm a visionary. And so I've had to train myself to think in that way instead of what could I possibly get done? Ah, whole week before me. I love Mondays. This is awesome. I have to be like, okay, realistically, what's, what things can I make progress on that will bring more peace to our home? And then by focusing on that, when the opportunities present themselves throughout the, the week, because I've taken care of the things that are important, I've made sure to make space for peace opportunities more naturally open themselves up for me to make progress on the things that are really exciting to me. Hi, I'm Shelby. I'm Macaulay. And I'm Clary, and this is Make Space to Thrive. We're passionate about helping women craft intentional lifestyles that empower them to achieve their most life-giving goals. So grab a warm drink and come enjoy the show. So in today's podcast, we are going to each be talking through how we plan our week. So in our previous episode, we walked through how we each plan our day. Um, And if you didn't get a chance to listen to that, we'll link it in the show notes. It was a really fun conversation. And the whole goal of going through this is so that you guys can see things that we all do the same, things we've done in different seasons, um, and some of the ways that we each do it differently. Because as we have said and continue to say, we are all about flexible planning that allows you to plan as the unique person that you are for the lifestyle that you want. Um, And so that is kind of our theme for this episode is looking at how do we do that within the context of planning our week. Macaulay, yes. take it away. So today we will be talking a lot about our week. And if you haven't listened to a previously released episode, we speak a lot on how we plan our day specifically, but we won't be mentioning that very much here. This one actually excites me because I use my weekly spread a lot. This is probably the largest amount of work that I do on planning is, is planning my week. And then I just kind of break down a little less. And we talked previously about how this does change in our season. So in a previous season, I did use my day more than I used my week. Just love, love, love the flexibility of this tool. So how I like to start planning my week, I always start by filling in my dates. And then there are three columns on the left-hand side of our week spread, the left page. Um, And I fill these out the same way every single week, home life, business, and menu. This kind of gives me a really broad framework for all the details that I want to tackle in the week and how I can expect my um, week to flow. On the right-hand side where the flex space is, the bullet grid page, this changes up for me every single week. I just kind of figure out what I'm specifically wanting to aim to accomplish. So sometimes I will write down a very simple rhythm for how I'd like our morning time to go and I tweak it accordingly. Recently, I've been adding a little section for school for my kiddos because they're starting to be really interested in reading and numbers. And so I have it listed out different activities that we could possibly do different times of the day that may work for it according to, you know, the other parts of my week that are already planned, the different meetings and things that have to happen. I can see those and see the school activities in correlation to that. Something I want to mention that I like to do as well 
is take the goals that I had planned in our annual. So my actual month goals, I'll evaluate those before I start planning my week. And I see what, what needs to be moved over into my week and things that I can tackle to move the needle forward in those areas. Whether it be things like cleaning out a certain room of the house, tackling organization in a closet, maybe um, sewing a dress that I'd really wanted for my postpartum life, different things like that. I always have more broad, large goals written out in my annual, and it's a great time to pull from those and put them into a perspective of my actual week that I'm about to be going into. So you're saying that you'll take like a, a bigger goal that you had for the whole month and take a portion of that or break it down a little bit into a task that you'll actually be able to get done that week? Yeah. So you know, when we're planning our month specifically, it's all kind, it's a lot of times really broad because we have 30 days to tackle this. And so usually I'll just figure out whether or not it's a busy or slower week and figure out which things can um, work in context and how much I could get done. So back to the actual week spread on the very right hand side, if you've perforated all of the edges, if you have seen our um, planner, you kind of know what we are saying. You can check out our Instagram to get an idea for what I'm talking about. But if you perforated all of the edges, you're able to see a view all the way on the right-hand side, a column with some tech bullet grid flex space, as well as a habit tracker. And I like to use that flex space for my weekly goals. And these are goals that have to have things to do with our household, you know, different, maybe bills that have to be paid, returns from Amazon, or, you know, talking about washing the car, different, you know, large, or I guess they're smaller goals, but they're things that don't really have a place yet when I'm planning my week, but there's something that I would like to tackle that week. And also if I don't get to them, I always move what was left there to my next week. And it's just a really great place to reference so then I like to fill out my habits and these are just activities that I would like to be more consistent with reading with my little girl. She's learning to read, you know, certain ab recovery things for my postpartum life and keeping on track, eating wholesome. Those are the three habits that I've been writing more frequently. And then back to the actual week spread on the left-hand side, we have the home life business and menu column that I had mentioned earlier. I really love to be able to see this bird's eye view of our week where I'm able to start filling it in according to the rhythm I know that already happens very naturally. So on Wednesdays and Saturdays, I always clean my house in preparation for the following the following day. So my husband's off on Thursday. I love to have a clean house when my husband is off so that I'm not worried about any of the, you know, clutter, grime. I'm able to just rest with him and we can actually make some really great memories. And also for Sunday, I like to have a clean house so that I can really, really rest that day. And I also find this very helpful because I'm the kind of person who wants to keep such a clean home, a really, really tidy home to the point of driving everyone crazy. But this has helped temper me because I know, you know, if something is either unorganized or the kitchen needs to be deep cleaned or refrigerator needs to be cleaned out, I can always say, hey, it's Monday. I don't tackle that kind of thing till Wednesday. So what is the priority for Monday? And this just really helps me to prioritize in a way that's hitting all of my bases instead of focusing only on cleaning, because we all know that cleaning can happen 24 seven. It never ends. It's definitely something 
something that's a consistent thing. And then, so I start to fill out my home life tasks that are naturally occurring. And then I start to fill out my business tasks that can fit into context with what we have going on specifically in our home life. And when you're talking here about your home life tasks and your business tasks and other things like that, it sounded like you do have just that weekly rhythm. Like you were saying, you have your cleaning rhythm on certain days and things like that. But I learned this from you, kind of having a week template of just saying, I know these things are happening on these days. And I wanted to ask you, like, do you see your week rhythm as kind of a template that you fit things around? Or is it more of like, I would like to get the house clean on Wednesday if I can. And what do you do if you can't clean the house on Wednesday? So really, you're right. It is a template that I go by pretty strictly when it comes to the house cleaning specifically, because you know, once I've skipped one too many cleaning days, absolute chaos ensues. So (laughs) I have to make sure that those happen. Now for the other days, I feel like the rhythm that I gravitate towards is Mondays being a recovery day from a busy Sunday. We spend all day Sunday out. And then Tuesdays being a deep work block day for Evergreen. This is just how my um, life seems to naturally fall into this sort of rhythm. And then Thursdays, like I said, Philip is off and Fridays tend to be more of a creative outlet day where I'm able to tackle certain creative projects, whether it be that dress I wanted to make. So when I'm planning these specifically, sometimes I will take those goals that I had all the way on the right hand side in that blank space and I will start to fill them into these areas where they would fit in. So I can kind of get an idea. I love the sizing of this week's spread because you aren't able to overwhelm your day. You have to very much plan according to what is appropriate, as well as when I'm using these columns as home life and business, I see those things in correlation with one another and know, hey, if I have this huge work project, I cannot expect myself to take the kids to the splash pad on that same day. Those things will not fit together. I also like to use, like I said, one of the columns for my menu, and this just helps me keep everything in order where I know my family will get fed because that likes to drop off (laughs) if I'm not (laughs) focused on it to an extent. Now, one planning hack that I've recently started doing that I really do enjoy, and I feel like it helps me to not forget small minor details. Um, on the right-hand side where you see the flex space, we have a perforated edge and I like to brain dump absolutely everything that I've been thinking usually on Sunday and sometimes the previous week leading up to the following week. So it's just a bunch of different details, things that are rattling around my brain. That's where I like to nestle them so that when I'm planning my week, I just look at that long list of tasks and start organizing it in the appropriate areas. And as I organize them, I cross them off of this perforated edge. And as everything gets crossed off, I know that I've hit, you know, I've ticked all my boxes and all of these little details, nothing's going to be forgotten. And if I'm not able to fit it in because it just seems like too much, then it's there for me to check on next week when I begin to plan. But anyways, I wanted to jump in and say that this is just such a, a less overwhelming way to approach planning your week. I mean, 
if you were just to say, hey, sit down and plan your week and you didn't have any of this to kind of go off of, like maybe a template for how your week is going to go or a a to-do list that you kind of have jotted down that you can work from and like pulling all of these things together, it can be very overwhelming to be like, okay, today's Monday. Um, and And having all of this written down in your planner, just fully accessible. So it's not a stressor to you. It's not supposed to be something that's like, you have to do all the things you have written down, but instead it's a reminder for you of, of the things that at one point you thought mattered a lot enough to write down. And so now sifting through that and taking your week rhythm that you already have, taking your to-do list, those tasks that need to be done, being able to reference your seasonal goals that you're working through and bringing all of that together with the realistic week that you have ahead of you because you have that written down. It just changes the game for how you can intentionally live out the week. Right. And I really, I think have hit the nail on the head with our third tip, you know, training our subconscious. I've trained my subconscious in such a way that this week spread is utilized so, so much in my life. Used to, I wouldn't have it filled out quite as much, but by the um, simple task of just writing down the things that occur naturally and then the reasons behind maybe they rec- occur, like the cleaning uh, template that you had mentioned, it helps me to recognize, wow, that's really an, a really established task that needs to stay put, you know? And so things can work around them because that specifically works so well in my life. That shouldn't shift. Something else needs to shift to help complement it. And then the same with Tuesdays. I find that Mondays and Tuesdays, because I've rested Monday, but I still am being able to be productive on these smaller things, getting a lot of the laundry done, maybe cooking some sourdough and prepping some food things, working with the kids, being really intentional. That's all kind of life-giving, you know, less draining things. I have a lot of energy to tackle work on Tuesdays where I hit most of my evergreen work. And it's, it's, a, it's a learning curve, you know, it's a work in progress and just recognizing what are your natural fluctuations? How do you intuitively do things and then just making notes and working off of that. Yeah, absolutely. And and what Macaulay's referencing here is with our four rules of planning, which were the first two episodes in this season, and we can link those in the show notes. But um, but even though she didn't spell it out, that's essentially, you know, all the things that she was working through of writing down what she did to, to figure out that these rhythms are working, using the skills that she had to then, um, you know, train her subconscious into a week flow that works really well. So a lot of what she said is very similar to how I look at my week right now. And it's so interesting to just see how some of this stuff has fluctuated over the last couple of months. Before I had Stellan in April, I was working a couple of side gigs as an executive assistant part-time and then also working for Evergreen. And because my side gigs were going to be coming to a permanent end. I wasn't going to pick those up again after having Stellan. I was doing a lot of work to um, just train new people and to also create documentation so that if they ever had to train someone else, that it was all there, you know, essentially a tutorial of the job I was doing. And so the first couple months of this year were so busy. And I mean, I was just living out of this planner. So the way that I, you know, would do my week spread um, 
is slightly different than how I do it now. Right now, I only use two of those columns. I just have a home column and then an evergreen column. Um, I used to use the third column for that side gig. Um, and whenever I'm planning out my week, which almost always happens um, on Sunday nights or occasionally um, Saturday mornings, is I start by looking at my annual and I transfer any of my appointments or commitments for that week. So that I have them, you know, I write in all the dates um, because it is evergreen. It's not written in. I write in all my dates. I transfer any appointments that I know are happening that week. And then I go ahead and I kind of have set tasks that I do for Evergreen on certain days, especially regarding social media or things like that that have to happen. And so I will put those in on that day. So I know, okay, I have to post our blog on you know social media on Wednesdays because that's when our blog comes out. And so I always just write in those things that are repetitive, um, but that I don't want to forget on that column. And then similar um, with my home tasks, one of the things I've found is that it's a lot easier for me to front load my week of like getting all our laundry done on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, because I'm just not as productive on Thursday and Friday. And then we've also been getting into new rhythms because thanks to COVID, uh, my husband's gets to work from home some days now, and then some days he has to drive into the office. And so whether he he has quite a long commute. And so it really changes how our days go, whether he's going to be home an additional two hours of the day or gone an additional two hours. And so we've been kind of, I've been using the week spread to sort of figure out, okay, like for the days he's in the office, our rhythms totally change. Our eating rhythms change, you know, like when dinner is ready, all that really fluctuates just by that little change. Um, and this was really revolutionary for me since using this planner of, I used to feel like if you were planning you know, a week rhythm, you know, your Monday through Friday, those days are going to be the same. You know, you're going to do the same things at the same time. And then I realized that's not actually true. You're much more likely to have a Monday that is like a previous Monday and future Mondays will be like past Mondays rather than your Monday being like your Thursday. And that was a really, a really big thing for me to learn of that. I'm not trying to make every weekday the same and every weekend day the same, but I can find really good rhythms by recognizing, just like Macaulay was saying, Tuesday's a really great hustle day, you know? And for me, it was like, for a while there, I'd be like, why are Wednesdays so bad? You know? And then it was like, it would always just be such a rough day with the, me and the kids. And then I finally just realized it was, you know, had a, it, there was a lot of factors, but by using the planner, I could see, oh, it has to do with my energy levels and, you know, kind of being the middle of the week and all of this stuff. Just by using the planner and writing things down, it's just funny how much you can glean about your weeks. Um, so I start with some of those broad tasks. I always use the Dutch door on the Sunday day page and flip it back towards my week spread. You can see a lot of this on Instagram and I will brain dump a list there of things that I need to get done, whether it's like return, all just the little tasks, return library books, you know, the bathrooms need clean. I need to order flour, you know, just like kind of the random stuff that I don't want to forget. And I will frequently start that list ahead of time. You know, if I'm in the middle of a week and I know I need to do something the next week, I'll go ahead and flip ahead and start that. For my flex space on my week spread, I always have an evergreen box. And so anything I'm thinking about that I'm like, I have to get this done for the business, but it hasn't been assigned to a specific day yet. I'll just sort of dump it all there so that I know I'm not going to miss anything. Um, and then I always write all of the meals I have shopped for 
on this blank space too, because I don't like to plan, okay, I'm going to eat this on this day. I just like to know what I have in the house and then decide every morning or the night before. And that has just worked so well for me. And then I have extra space there that I can just use in, in whatever way that I need to. Um, and then very similar to Macaulay, kind of the last column that's part of our Saturday day page that you can see all week because of our Dutch doors. I write in my goals and these are just the, I try to think of it in the same way that I think about my targets for my day, which is what are the things that have to happen this week? And so, you know, if we're traveling, I have to pack, you know, and so like, or it'll be just getting ready for our trip, you know, or, um, you know, an evergreen project that I have, or, um, we have a lot of summer birthdays. So it might be like planning what I want to do for my son's birthday, which was a couple weeks ago. Um, and then I use the habit trackers, um, just for really simple things. So like Macaulay said, some postpartum physical therapy, you know, it's always part of the gig. And then also reading aloud to my kids and then just some different supplements for our family that, um, you know, I'm trying to keep track of. So that's how I have been using my um, habit tracker. And it's just so helpful having, it has been so helpful for me having a planner that has both a week spreads. So you can kind of see, okay, this is the big picture of the week, but then also having those day spreads, like we talked about in the previous podcast, where you can really flesh out, um, you know, what, what you need to do each day. I like to plan my week on Sunday afternoons if I have the energy to. Sometimes I just like give myself the Sunday off completely from all thinking and just take a nap instead. But if I have the energy to, it really does help me for the rest of the week if I can plan my week on Sunday or I'll do it Monday morning. And when I dive into planning my week, um, this is actually week planning is the way I get things done in for the rest of the week, for sure. Um, I really cultivate my working memory at that time and train my subconscious, like we mentioned in the first two episodes. Um, It's one of our four rules of planning to train your subconscious. I really get a good idea of what my priorities for the week are. And that's what I'm focusing on when I'm planning my week. So I always start by looking at my month calendar and I see where am I just in the flow of the month, in the flow of my quarter. I like to look over my quarterly goals and say, am I making progress on these goals? And do I want to kick something up into higher gear in order to stay on track with them? Do I need to do any pivoting? I'll think about that for a few minutes. And then in view of my quarterly goals and in view of the month and where I'm at in the month and what's going on, I'll sit down with all of that on my mind to plan my week. And so I always start by writing down the appointments that we have for that week. So right now our family is in a very health focused season and we have six to 10 health appointments every week that we have to work our life around. And, and so that's pretty, it's a lot. We don't tend to before the season leave the house that often. So I'm like, wow, okay, let's make life happen with all of these appointments. And so I always start by lining out what my appointments when they are. And I tried to, and this was actually very intentional on my part to make sure my appointments were on the same days at the same times every week, whenever possible. And to batch as many appointments as possible. If we were already going to be in town, how many appointments can we get done in at that same amount of time? And I think that's really important. And I worked hard to make sure that I had an appointment day and then a rest day and then an appointment day and then a rest day. And I tried to avoid having appointments back to back 
um, one day after the other. And so with that, with my appointments as my template, then I can look at and say, okay, these three days out of the week, we are going to have to be getting out the door at this time. And so those three days, I can't commit to other things in general. I can't commit to other things. I need to just do normal daily rhythms those days and, you know, spend some time teaching the kids and, you know, make sure meals are happening and clean the house if that's what's needed and rest up and make some space for being able to have a strong out on the town afternoon, evening, like we need to do. Um, I might plan in a nature walk after our appointment, just because the kids are usually so crazy from being in the car seats and having to sit still during the appointments. And so, that's kind of what I do on those appointment days and, and looking at those days and looking at how the rest of my week will flow around those appointments gives me the context I need to set my goals for the week. So I, so you see how I start out with like, what's realistic this week with all these appointments that we have and all the normal weekly things that have to happen, you know, church on Sunday and all of that, like looking at all of that and stepping back now, what's realistic for my goals for this week. And so I've already had on my mind, my quarterly goals and the flow of the month that we're in and all of that's just in on my mind. My week is very clear. And that's when I'll write down just three goals for that week. I love to work in threes when it comes to goal setting. So um, it just makes it really simple for me. So these are not always really big goals either. Sometimes they're really just small and specific. Like if I could get this one thing behind me, it might even be very small, but if I could just get this thing behind me and I don't have to think about it anymore, it will create peace. And that's usually whenever I'm on a weekly level of setting goals, my number one thing is how can I create more peace? Um, I am an ambitious person by nature. I'm a visionary. And so I've had to train myself to think in that way instead of what could I possibly get done? Ah, oh, whole week before me. I love Mondays. This is awesome. I have to be like, okay, realistically, what's, what things can I make progress on that will bring more peace to our home? And then by focusing on that, when the opportunities present themselves throughout the, the week, because I've taken care of the things that are important, I've made sure to make space for peace, opportunities more naturally open themselves up for me to make progress on the things that are really exciting to me. And I know that I'm going to do that naturally as a visionary. So I have to work with my personality on this. And there's a lot of dis self-discipline that comes in here. One thing that I really wanted to zero in on is how do I get work done with all of this busyness? I do homeschool with my uh, my kids, we kind of do some Montessori-ish homeschooling, and I just spend a lot of time with them on that, especially since we are out so much, out of the house so much, out of the week. I find that the appointments days go so much better when I've been able to pour into them. So in this season of life, being able to make sure that we sit down and we do morning basket is so important for us. It's such a life-giving thing to our family. And so I've got um, some responsibilities there and I just love homeschooling. So I've just got responsibilities there. Sometimes I work with other students who come into my home, which is just so enjoyable. And so that's a lot on my plate just to begin with homeschooling. And then all of these appointments and then, you know, taking care of a home and bringing all this together in with chronic health issues, I have had to be extremely creative in how to get work done on a weekly basis. So I have learned that in this season of life, I don't plan to work every single day, which 
before I would have been like, that's crazy. You'll never get anything done if you don't work every single day. But I actually way uh, years ago, read this book called the four hour work week, which is a very interesting book. There are some very interesting things in it. Not all of it is completely recommended, but, um, the concept that you can focus on the things that matter most in your work and that there are a lot of things that you might be doing that actually don't matter that much, but they're keeping you busy and keeping you distracted from what matters most. That concept hooked me, um, years ago. And, and I've been spending the last few years learning how to work that out in a very practical way. And I found that whenever I put a very tight boundary on when I can work in the week, that and, and that's all that I plan for specifically, the things that are most important rise to the surface real fast. If you know that you only have six hours to get things done out of the entire week, you say, okay, what are the most important things to do? I found that my productivity on the things that matter most have gone way up and I've let go of a lot of things that I was doing that actually were not really moving the needle forward, but were definitely taking time away from things that matter to me very deeply, like being able to invest in my kids deeply every day. And so the strategy that my husband and I have come up with is just saying, Shelby needs, you know, six hours of focus work time sometime this week. And I like to work for six straight hours. It allows me to get in two cycles of deep work. And I'm not going to go into all the concepts of that. You can read Deep Work by Cal Newport. It's an incredible book for this particular idea. But I have learned for myself that I need three hours to get through a deep work cycle and really be productive. And if I can get two of those back to back, I feel like I can knock out an entire week's worth of work. And I definitely have. So I will put those really important projects. I'll just pick one for that week that needs to happen and I'll place it in that part of our week. And my husband and I will work out. We try to set and say every whatever day, every Friday or whatever, Shelby's going to do this. That honestly doesn't work out as much as we would like for it to just that firm. For sure, we're going to make that happen every single time at the same time this week. So my husband and I just have to be really flexible and say, with the week that we have right now, when does Shelby get her six hours in? And then I have other, I, I do keep on the flex space um, opposite of my week grid, just other to-do list items for my work that I would really like to get to if I have time, just if I'm feeling really energetic during my kid's nap time, or, you know, if I have extra time because I got up early before they themselves got up and I have like 30 minutes to knock something out, I'll just have that available. I'll, you know, look, I look at my week spread a lot. And so that working memory is just built doing that. And so my priorities are just always in the front of my mind and I'll, I'll try to get to those stretch tasks. But I've found that that in conjunction with just some more obvious things that you can do in order to save time when you're working, like we use Boxer for interacting. Um, and that takes away from us having to have too many team meetings and different things like that. I love so much of what Shelby said because 
um, it so mirrors kind of a season we're in right now of, I used to have a kind of a set work time. And then obviously with having a nursing baby, it limits how long you can be gone and how of all of that works. And so we're, me and my husband are very much in a season of trying to figure out where we're going to fit those blocks in too. But what I hope you take away from this podcast is that this can be done in so many different ways. Um, you know, how you plan your week and even just what the rhythms of your week are, you know, maybe you are someone who wants to work an hour every day, as opposed to a deep work block, um, depending on the type of work that you have. I just like Shelby have found, you know, three hours in one chunk, I can get done twice as much as I can get done in three separate hours over three days. You know, it's just remarkable. And there's like Shelby said, a lot of science behind that. And Lots of people who have written on why that is true. So hopefully through seeing the way that Macaulay plans and that Shelby plans and that I plan the flow of our week, that you can, you know, take away ideas, use it um, with this planner or with whatever planner you use just to craft a rhythm that, like Shelby said, is going to bring peace to your home, is going to bring order to your home, supports the things that are working well and gives you space to figure out the things that need to be changed. Okay, guys, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to learn more about our planning system, we have it over at evergreenplanner.com. Also, we know that it's really helpful to see visuals. So if you want to check out what we're talking about specifically on our week spreads and the day pages, that's over at Instagram at evergreenplanner. Also, if you'd like to rate and review, that will help other mamas find this podcast.